With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm a big Jordan guy. I'm trying to become a jumping athlete. Not afraid to talk about it. I don't care. He sent me over a pair of cleats and uh, he signed him to Archie. Hold on to these till we get you your own. CC Sabathia. (laughs) It's my favorite piece of memorabilia I own, man. So I'm going to tell this too. I was at the field and they asked me to come do this. I was like, well, I got to go home and change. I got to put days on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care, man. What's up, everybody? We are back. Another Thursday means another episode, and uh, we hope you and your loved ones are continuing to stay safe, stay healthy, continuing to be smart, to socially distance, and um, you know, continue to uh, endure during these you know trying and unprecedented times. And we hope that these uh, Thursday episodes are providing you a little slice of normalcy and a little slice of entertainment and distraction. We took you back to our trip to Arizona last week. Uh, with the shift, um, with our episode with Justin Upton, and we're going to bring you one more from our Arizona trip this week as we're back with the shift, our partnership with the MLB Players Association, where some of the best players and biggest personalities in baseball join CC and me for honest, unfiltered conversations. This week, we have Archie Bradley of the Arizona Diamondbacks. We recorded this at Mountain Shadows in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Great spot, by the way. We had a great time there. Can't wait to be able to go back. Uh, This is our final episode of our R2C2 spring training road trip that we did way back in February. Archie was awesome. I mean, he was so fired up the moment he walked in the door. He's a big R2C2 fan. He has a huge personality, and this is one of the reasons why we love doing this, right, and love doing the shift episodes, because it gives us a little insight um, into these personalities and allows us to connect with the character and the person, uh, and it makes it you know, easier to invest in than rooting for the player, right? And, and I have a feeling that all of you, after listening to Archie here, are going to want to follow him and his season in Arizona then. Um and and his career moving forward because he is just a dynamic personality. I will be shocked if you are not thoroughly entertained by Archie Bradley. He's honest. He has wonderful insights. He's smart. And most importantly, he's just really enthusiastic. He takes us behind uh, his hilarious, magical moment in the 2017 playoffs, which if you don't know about it, uh, I'm not going to tell you anymore. You're just going to have to listen. Uh, he talks us uh, through the honest truth about the arbitration process, uh, which was really insightful, and his unique ideas about how relief pitchers can connect more with their teammates during the game. So please listen in to Archie Bradley right now on The Shift. The Shift. Archie, since you've listened to the podcast, you know we just kind of dive right in, man. Yeah, I love it. That's it. We just go yeah. right in. I'm ready. So, I was already listening. I'm fired up. I'm oh, happy to be yeah. here. I'm so pumped you're here, man. <laughs> you got the, you got like uh, uh, host 
like dream attitude coming on, you right. know, like, yeah, just like excited, yeah, ready to go. I can talk. I see myself doing this, uh, in the future. And I mean, I'm here with an idol of mine and like, you know, you, I've heard you, I know who you are now. Like, so it's cool to be here. You always, uh, this is one of those small things as a baseball player. That's like, oh, this is really cool, man. You oh, know, that's where, sick, else, where man. else can you do this? You know, I appreciate so. that, man. I mean, that's kind of like, <laughs> Doesn't make you feel good about like the platform yeah, they created, sure. like knowing like yo, like other dudes in the league listening, like yo, I want to be on that. But I yeah. think I think you should do it. Like, yeah, get somebody that you want to do it with. Like we started during the season, like we well we put our first one out like July. Yeah, it's July. I think. I think we recorded it in May and then it re- released right after All Star. Yeah, yeah. I just, just think you know, listen to what you've said and like other players, just listen to Tim talk. You know, there used to be this barrier of what I felt like people had to justify with performance to do these things. And yeah. now, like we were just talking, I mean, there's a platform and an area now where players are allowed to openly express themselves and it's real shit. It's like yeah. the stuff that used to be behind the scenes that we get to talk about now. Yeah, yeah. And we're fans of stuff. So like, I think people take like the the athlete part of it and just love that you're a fan of something. Yeah. Whether it's golf or joy or whatever yeah. it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's fun to be like, you know, to let people see that, that side of you. I think like, I always think of the... Um, the Olympics model. So like NBC's whole theory behind the Olympics was like, we are going to tell these athletes stories, make you feel connected to them. And now all of a sudden you're going to care about their performance, right? Because you don't watch, you know, skiing and you don't watch like speed skate, like, you know, or, 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 you know, uh, what's the, curling you know i mean these things yeah. aren't like we don't watch that during the olympics either yeah, well, <laughs> but you know what i'm just saying like we, you in the olympics all of a sudden like you may find yourself watching these sports you would never watch otherwise no but you're right because in spring you talk about curling though yeah that was on and everyone's in the clubhouse you get like connected to the stories you know it's like I, I remember all about like Apollo Anton Ono. I'd never watched speed skating before, but I like got into that. And baseball, I almost feel like there needs to be a similar model to a certain degree because the action itself cannot sustain itself, right? No. You have to feel connected. You have to have a rooting interest. Like that's what makes you love the game, except for those high leverage, big stakes games like playoffs, right? Otherwise, how do you do that? You get your athletes to show their personalities, to feel comfortable. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, I know Archie Bradley loves this, 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 this. Hey, like I, I like this guy. I'm going to root for him. I want to see him come in the game. I'm not going to bed in the sixth inning. I want to see if he's going to come in. You know, like that's how you kind of build up your fan base. I feel Nah, like. I, I became a big fan of his watching that playoff game. He hit the triple. It's one of those things like I used to be a little shy about it. It's like my teammates get tired of hearing about the fuck that man. Now I talk shit. Anytime like I'm in the bullpen now, so I get like zero bats. But like I came in a day and my sticks were in there, new sticks. I was like, hey boys, they know. Two run triple, right? Unbelievable, man. Like, well, it was like it was at a critical moment. It was late in the game, too. Yeah. So the whole I'm gonna give you a little backstory. Yeah, I, this was 2017. If you mm-hmm. don't, yeah, I'm yeah. loud, man. I'm always loud. So like when I got moved to the pen, I was pretty mad because I wanted to be a starter. You know, I think starters have the ultimate life in the big leagues. And and I like being able to pitch <laughs> long time, whatever. My bats got cut down, but I started to develop this role where I might get some ABs. And so I started taking BP still with the starters and I would just talk shit to them. I was hitting homers, you know. <laughs> I wasn't getting ABs. I'd always tell Tori, like, Tori, let me back. Like, yeah. Please, like all my teammates, Jake Lamb's our roommate, live with me. He's like, Tori, this guy cannot hit, blah, blah. So 
Last week of the season, we're in San Diego. Same scenario as a wild card. I come in um, in the bottom of the eighth or in the bottom of the seventh to get a guy, and my spot comes up in the top of the eighth, or they wanted to leave me in. Same scenario, first and second, and I always told Tori, you got to let me swing green light. All these managers give take, take, yeah. take. Yeah. Dog, you know that. I mean, outside of you, you're, you're just – You grew in the heater, yeah. yeah. So I got him to take the green light off, and I smoke first pitch up the middle, score both runs. Oh, Ended man. up – center fielder misses it. I end up on third. My teammates are going nuts. I got a picture of it because Goldie's like the most unemotional guy ever, and Goldie's like up on the top set, like giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> the most Goldie thing ever, but that – happened the week before the wild card that 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 at bat did so Tori had a lot of confidence with me hitting but when you know you come in for a situation like that I'm going through the lineup and Tori's like hey if if we get to your spot you're gonna hit and I'm like six guys away well I'm like all right we've probably scored some runs if it gets to my spot and then next you know I'm in the box you know (laughs) like oh shit it's a wild card game we got a one run lead and I'm fucking hitting it was uh it was the Bottom of the seventh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah seventh. bottom of the seventh. How amazing is yeah. that? Oh, man. It was, like, it was unbelievable. I came in. Actually, I got a. I got Lemayhew to ground out first pitch, something like that, and then yeah, went in, and then same thing. I next, you know, I'm on deck, and it's like, all right, you know, come on. I think Mathis was in front of me, like, hey, get a hit here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I, I want to, but you always dream about a moment like this, yeah. especially as a pitcher. And next, thing you know, yeah, I'm facing Nishak, All Star, and it's like, yo, this is the wild card game. This is it right now. Like, <laughs> oh this is the gosh. biggest moment of my career, and I'm in the box. That sick. was sick. Oh, yeah. so that's like your dream come true, right? There. One thousand percent. Like that oh my god! Well, the, in the, a playoff game? Yeah. You kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh my god! Well, so cool stuff. So I found out not to talk about myself, but I found out I was the only relief pitcher ever to hit a, a triple in the postseason. Damn. So man. like you know, you think about how long the game's been around. Yeah. It's like I did something that's never been done. Never that's been done. Sick. So that was cool. But same thing, you know, hitters. Hitters, position players should have way more fun than pitchers. That's the thing I'm most jealous about about being a pitcher is, you know, they have their handshakes, which I'm I'm a big handshake guy now. So yeah. I put myself in the handshake. <laughs> I don't care and relief pitcher, not I don't care. That's my thing. But they hit homers, they get to point at people, and I'm always jealous of that. You know, I don't ever get this. I'm not going to strike you the guy out. Like, up, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I slid into third. You know, huge moment, and I had a group of friends that drove out to see me. My family was right there, built the dugout, and I was like, I get to point at somebody. <laughs> so I'm sitting there just pointing at my family, and then they made a freaking bobblehead of it. I'm a pitcher, and I get a bobblehead of me hitting. So my teammates can never say shit to me. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect every aspect of your life. Many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution Cryo-free CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. This non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part? It's 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy, works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. I can tell you multiple times within the last week when I've been ready to work out, I feel a little tweak, sort of lower right back. I roll on the CBD roll-on, courtesy of Omax, the cryo-free CBD roll-on, and I get on the Peloton or I do my workout 
and I feel good. I don't feel that pain anymore, and I don't have any lasting issues with it either. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter the code R2C2, that is O-M-A-X health.com, and enter code R2C2 to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. RG, the, uh, I have to ask you about like the beard, because yeah. like, so this is the... This is the story I have. <laughs> you tell us if it's true that Robbie Ray suggested you grow one, right? Like you, you had never considered growing it. And then at the start of 2017 spring training, you, you return, you have the beard and you said, you don't believe in special powers, but it's <laughs> funny because as soon as you grew the beard, you started to pitch better. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the story. I did no shave November. I'm an Oklahoma guy. I like to hunt back home. It's cold. And I brought it to spring and, you know, we have team barbers tighten us up. And so I was like, yo, chop this thing off. He's like, Hey, let me, let me shape you up first. Like, let me just shape it up. You got a big beard. And he shaped it up and I'm not gonna lie, I was looking at myself, I was like, dang, this, this is my work. Like, you know, like, it's nice and square. <laughs> like, right there, yeah. It was it was bushy, man. It was yeah. like, and then like he shaped it up nice and square, and I was like, dang, this is kind of sick. <laughs> and so I rolled into it and like, you know, I, I was battling to make the team that year. I didn't know if I was gonna be a starter or whatever. And they told me really on, like, hey, you're not gonna be a starter, but we're gonna put you in the pen to start the year. And I was like, dope. I made the team with the beard, I'm just gonna roll with it. And then real quickly to start that year, things took off. And yeah, I was like, Hey, my velo's back. I'm throwing hard again. I'm punching dudes' tickets. Like, it's the beard, you know? It's yeah. <laughs> you keep it. And now you can't shave it, though. Well, it blew up, man. Like, yeah. there's a lot of guys that have had good beards. Still guys that have good beards. But AZ just took off with it. Next thing you know, they're making a T-shirt. Next thing you know, I'm coming in, and people are wearing fake beards. And next thing you know, old women are wearing fake beards. And I was like, oh, shit. This is like a mind of its own now. Like, <laughs> I can't shave. This is stuck. <laughs> That's fantastic. Big, big Oklahoma fan, right? Big Huge. O Oklahoma yeah. football. Big what time. What do you think C.D. Lamb? I want him it's on the beast, Raiders, dude. man. He is, his like, he not only goes and gets balls, but he's not afraid of contact, man. His yards after catch and what he does, and he is a physical man. And his route running. Oh, dog. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be. He goes up and gets it. He's 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 legit, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I think he, I think he slips that. That's it. Yeah, you. Yeah, I I, lo I love C's relationship with the Raiders because no matter how much they lose, he, that's the one team. So does anything change with him going to Vegas? No, no. Fuck no. Season they still got silver and black. So that's where I missed out on. I don't know if there's a waiting list, but from an investment standpoint, I should have bought season, season tickets. tickets. Because you're oh, yeah. always going to sell that home game. And People want to come into point. Vegas. Yeah. It's a trip. It's an experience. And that's true. You bank. Yep. That's a that's a great point, man. Yep. It's a great point. Thoughts, man. Always, <laughs> always. I have a ton of second thoughts. I'm like, damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about? I mean, speaking of Oklahoma, you play in Arizona. Cardinals quarterbacks, an Oklahoma guy. Have you gotten to know Kyler Murray at all? I say yes, more more in my head than actually yeah. in person. You have you know? conversations yeah. in your head with him? Uh, yeah. People like to link us together because of the Oklahoma yeah. thing, me, gonna, me going there. But uh, I caught his first pitch last year, and just here and there, little things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I'm super proud of him. Like, to yeah. have those expectations. And, I mean, think about the start of your career. Win the Heisman, first overall pick, and then go win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And set, you know, franchise records in, in rookie, you know, stuff here in AZ. He's, uh, he's a stud, man. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to watch him this year. I hope they yeah. just put more pieces around him because he's yeah. got the tools to, yeah. to be able to be a a great quarterback in this league for sure. I, I was praying that somehow Arizona didn't uh who who did they draft the year before they ended up trading? Quarterback. Uh, Drew Rosen. Rosen. Oh, Drew Rosen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was hoping they didn't 
trade him and like they pa- I mean they passed no, see, on I was Kyler. so confident about it we do uh, our fantasy stuff yeah. I know the GM for the Cardinals Kime and I straight up yeah. text him I was like yo draft this guy yeah. like I'm telling you like <laughs> yeah, yeah. forget the baseball stuff it's an act like this yeah. guy can play football like he is legit man yeah he said he is oh my gosh oh because the Giants picked whatever they picked that year I'm like please drop to the Giants please drop because I know he's he's fun to watch too man oh, he is uh yeah. he is he is such a stud like I how about like just like the I mean the sports scene in Arizona, Archie. How would you describe it? Like the the way the fans are out here. Uh, I would say the fans we have are great. I yeah. really do mean that. But the sports scene is tough. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think as I've grown and matured, and you understand logistics and dynamics and just how the whole culture works in a sports city. Yeah, um, we're not connected. Like yeah. the NFL and and NHL are off in Glendale, mm-hmm. and then we have the Diamondbacks and the Suns downtown. Right. And there's kind of a disconnect of separation of how far apart we are, and then. Talking baseball-wise, this is where I take a lot of pride in where I'm at now, but I'm older than the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I'm 27 years old, and I'm older than the team I'm playing for. Yeah, that's And so insane. now that I've lived here for a few years, I understand the dynamic that we're facing. The challenges is no one grew up a Diamondbacks fan. Yeah. So, like, you Everybody's talk about shit in New York, like the shit here that pisses me off. This has nothing to do with me hating the Dodgers or any other team, but the Dodgers have a great fan base. And when we play at home against the Dodgers, it's an away game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's more Dodgers fans in our stadium when we played you guys at home. I mean, the Yankees travel, but it's consistent. And it's not of, of us not having bad fans, it's a lack of being around longer. You know, yeah. no, we've been around 26 years. And yeah. so um, it's tough sometimes, man. It's tough when you go to a game and, you just give up a home run and you hear cheers at your home stadium. Yeah. You know, that shit's tough. It's, it's fucking annoying. And yeah. so not that I'm changing the game here, but I took this approach of a lot of guys don't like to get involved with the team, you know, fuck the team. I'm, I'm about myself, blah, blah. But like real quickly, I was like, why not try to build this, be a part of, be more active, like truly dive into this community and try to grow Arizona fans. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, it is. I, like I think it's hard too, because this is like a spring training spot. So yes, giants fans feel comfortable coming down here. Yeah. Dodgers fans feel comfortable. Like, you know, the teams that yeah. have teams down here feel comfortable. Hey, I'll just go see them in Arizona. Right. So that makes it hard too. Yeah. I, um, I mean, have you ever had that experience of being in a stadium and having... I play for the Yankees. No, 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 no. But you played for the Indians before. <laughs> you have more fans of the other team. Nah. You guys nah, not in, not, in, not in Cleveland. Really? Cleveland's home. I mean, that that's the sports yeah, town. Yeah, and, no, it and, is, it is, it is. But I didn't well, know I mean, if like the, in the some first, of those lean years, like, you know... Man, I mean, they still... Years, yeah. 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 No, yeah, I mean, the, the, not, my, my, first two years, my first two years were sellouts. Yeah. And then the next five years, you know, until until 07 right um it was lean but still i mean when when we played the yankees it would still be all the indians fans would come to that got you you know what i'm saying so got you um, so you're not like hearing loud cheers for the no no no. that 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 city is uh is crazy about their their sports team because i would think that that like that that would be like just psychologically sort of difficult to deal with yeah Yeah, i remember dd got a a standing ovation in uh anaheim anaheim and he came out and i remember chris young was Yes, yeah. he was so bad. And we all friends and shit. I remember we went to dinner after the game. He was like, man, why did he do that shit? I was like, what you mean, DD? It was the fucking he fans. Like, call, what you, man. It wasn't yeah. DD's fault. He no. got a curtain call. Like, oh my he was gosh. pissed about that shit. That's, that's funny, though, man. Oh, my gosh, dude. I... I like I, I think that for Yankee fans was like one of the most prideful moments. It was like, <laughs> yo, we got a curtain call on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
seriously. By the way, what, have you ever like? What's the depth on the beard? I'm looking at it. Um, I'm like you could really lose something in there. Like yeah, you, no, it's have it's you tried a pencil. Like yeah, no, we uh, we've done a few things. I, I got to Jake Owen. He's a country star. I got to announce him on stage like with my beard. Sick. People bought shows like a secret show, and I got to go out and like, oh, I've got who's performing here. Uh, it out of my beard. Oh, read it on stage. Uh, I've lost some seeds in it. Um, <laughs> it's honestly like I love it. I'm not gonna shave it, but it's just yeah. kind of annoying now, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but like I used to do a lot of upkeep, and like now I just get lazy with it, man. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah like I'm cutting this shit off. Are you? Like I thought I wanted a beard. Like all them years I had to shave, but like now it's like. It's too much. See, my yeah. thing is now I'm scared of what I look like. I haven't <laughs> seen my face in four years. That like, yeah. you know, first came up, I was a little pudgy, wasn't, you know, and it's like now I'm a little more in shape, but like, I don't know what I look like, man. Like, <laughs> so I'm talking to this girl right now and yeah. uh, I brought up, I was like, yo, like, what if you don't like what I look like when I say <laughs> it? You know? like, I hope what we're building is real right now. Like, I can't promise be real. you're going to like it. You know? So, you know what's funny about that, though, is like a good, like a... I feel like the number one feedback on beards, like, is like women, they don't like it though because it scrapes their face. Well, they man. either love it or they, they yeah, don't. Yeah, like, yeah. my wife likes my beard, but you know, they, I mean, Gardy's wife's hate yeah. his beard. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it just depends on, it just one depends on. One way or on another, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if she if she's accepting of it, once she feels a smooth face, you might be dangerous. <laughs> you might be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You, might, you might not be able to go back, man. You might be it's in true. trouble there. Speaking of, like, you know, knowing if something's real, have you guys watched Love is Blind yet on Netflix, the new dating show? No. See, you're, this is going to be right this up This is the alley. one where they walk into that thing and then they, they talk yeah, to each other in the like pods. the pods. Yes. We tried. That shit is trash. <laughs> no, it's not. It is trash. It is wonderful. I was just in Finland for a week with no TV I mean, and we tried to watch every no. show. No. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't get through that. No, man. How, how, how hard did you try? We tried really you gotta hard. You got to try hard, We watched man. two episodes. You gotta, did you really? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's great now. And I hate reality TV. I don't watch any of it. I am so hooked on this thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is it a week-to-week week show or they put it all out? They put out not all of it, but they put a bunch of it out i think yeah you right. might maybe dive back yeah, maybe I'll try I, I will say this i didn't see i i didn't catch the pods i caught like right at the end when they made their decisions in the pods <laughs> oh yeah see, but you got, that's not part of, of the show but the rest of it's great so maybe like skip ahead to like the very end of the pods and then like could you know the concept archie yeah i mean yeah yes yeah, i'm kind the, of off on yeah, the, yeah, yeah, not, don't, don't waste your time on this bullshit it's, the show is this so there's they put these they put a bunch of girls bunch of guys in like houses near each other and they have these dates but they're sitting in pods where they're talking across they walls. can't see each other they can't no. see each other and then they have to propose wow. without, without seeing each other yeah. like to, legit no, with the to ring get, yeah. To get, yeah. yeah to get married to get and married. then they get to see each other and then they all go on like I'll stick to 90 Day together. Fiance that's more of my <laughs> alley, come on 90 Day Fiance I love that shit have you watched Married at First Sight <laughs> Yeah. That's good, man. That. Uh, lifetime? Man. 90 Day Fiance. I'm, I'm a, I'll stick it. to the bachelor. And love like, after oh, lockup. Like, love after lockup. Is it good? Yeah. Love after lockup? People, people that come out of jail and like they- Find <laughs> love? They marry, these, they marry these pen pals that they <laughs> oh had in jail. Oh my gosh. It's Archie, great. If, if, if the girl you're talking to now, like if if it, like, let's say she wasn't in the picture, because we don't want to blow up that yeah, spot. Yeah, I hope it works wonderfully. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever, if like one of these shows ever approached you, would you be down to do it? No, I couldn't. No? It's like- to get deep real quick, I believe yeah. in real love and that shit. And yeah, that's me not too. real, man. That's, that's not, not real. real. And like, no. that's a. You don't think you can find real love on these no, shows? No, not at all. No. I think what that shit's like so Ryan stupid? and Trista from The who? Bachelor, who's still married no. all these years later. I don't even know who that is. Like, well, this is the most couple. common thing we talk about. Like, The Bachelor in these shows are the only way that girls ever, like, oh yeah, go talk to as many girls as you want and hope you love me. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's nowhere right? else is that allowed. No like, <laughs> I just think the concept is like, I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's entertaining, but it's not real. Yeah, yeah. 
I would I would tend to agree. It's also like I some of these dudes I'm like, you gotta be watching back. Like, oh, it's like embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> like some of the stuff you say and the way you react. Reality like, TV oh. is just it's I mean, I love to consume it. I watch that shit like crazy, but I would never do it. No. Never. If they ever. were like, we want to do a Sabathia house show. <laughs> never in my life. No, you don't want the cameras. No, hell no. It's <laughs> a big crew there. Yeah. <laughs> Archie, I'm a big love guy too, so I like hearing yeah, you yeah. say that, man. Love or not a fighter, man. man. Like, no, I'm saying, gotta like, stay true to who I, I am. So it's like all, all like growing up, like whatever, one of my favorite quotes is I love love. Like, <laughs> I do. I love love. Like, I do. It's beautiful, man. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Like, movie love actually, one of my favorites of oh, all time. Man. Still mad at Snape for cheating on Emma Thompson. <laughs> this man. Guy, man. It's messed up. It's really messed up. So, Archie, how about like, you know, you growing up in Oklahoma and you're playing quarterback in high school, right? Like, what's the what's the high school football scene like in Oklahoma? Uh, it's big. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like you know, I would say Texas is the forefront. They they set the bar of, of stadiums and stuff. But like even now, in my high school, we have a fifty yard indoor. We have a hundred yard weight room. I mean, like most kids, unless you're going to a D one program, at least from my school and the schools we play, you're downgrading. Wow. It is insane. I mean, from the the facilities to even the school itself. You pulled my school and there's building A through double K. So many Jeez. classrooms and buildings. Wow. Are you serious? The front of it looks like a it looks like a like honestly like a, a D two D one division A school. It is insane. I went to school with. 42, 4,600 kids. I graduated with like 1,100 kids in my high school. Oh my wow. goodness. That's a huge That's school, crazy. man. Huge. Yeah. But football's big, man. Massive. So, so are you thinking like, are you, when you're growing up, are you thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be the next quarterback of the Sooners? Or, oh, yeah. 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 For, I mean, once, like every kid, you start playing quarterback, I started to play, you know, decent. I knew I had an arm and then things started to pick up. It's like, yeah, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm going to go to Oklahoma. That's yeah. That was always number one for me. And yeah, I'm a Sooner. Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> I love it. How do you kind of like... um. How did baseball become your your path? I just threw hard, man. Like yeah. that's people always talking about that. And like I just always threw hard. I was always tall and lean. Like I did stuff where like you looked at it and you're like, man, that was good, but it didn't look very good. You know, like a <laughs> yeah, weird yeah. athlete for a long time. And then um I remember my freshman year, Eric, did you do Erico games? Erico. So yeah. I made Erico games as a freshman. And like that was kind of a big deal in my area. Like you didn't yeah. make it unless you're a junior huge senior. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went up to Erico games my freshman year and I hit like 92. And I remember seeing the the sea of radar guns come up and like that moment everything changed. Like that going into that that sophomore year, I could have gone any baseball school in the country. Baseball wow. was like not that I made it, but at least college-wise, like, yeah, I was I was already going there and then Football just kind of slowly followed. It was a slower trickle because people were so focused on baseball, but football picked up as my personality and talent picked up. So, I mean, a lot of stuff football-wise, I kind of put myself into. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, this is a true story. Like, the Elite 11, you know what the Elite 11 mm -hmm. is? So, I made the Elite 11 my junior year all because I'm loud as hell. What's the, <laughs> like, the Elite so 11, 11 is? They, they actually invite 12 quarterbacks to make yeah. it even, but they call it the Elite 11, and it's supposedly the top quarterbacks in the country amazing go out for a week for a quarterback camp and it's showcased on tv and it, it kind of highlights you know the best of the best that's sick it's but, almost like qb1 now that they have on on netflix okay. it's kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah, but yeah, it started with so the don't, you know, i was talented and i was good but we had just lost state in baseball and we had all dyed our hair black and put a gold stripe down the middle you know becoming a team doing yeah, our thing yeah, and like yeah. we looked like skunks but yeah. <laughs> so i stood out because i had this crazy hairdo yeah and you know, stars are how you get, get rated. And I was pretty pissed. I was only a three-star quarterback. Still, yeah. my teammates give me shit all the time because yeah. I'm only a three-star. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I go into this camp and uh, 
I'm a big gear guy too. And this, yeah. the head of the camp guy's wearing this dope Nike shirt. And I was like, Hey, let me get that shirt. And he's like, ah, I can't, we can't give you stuff. And I was like, well, what if I win it? He's like, all right, if you win this golden gun accuracy challenge, I'll give you the shirt today. And not only did I win it, I set the high score for the whole summer. <laughs> but the whole time I was running out, Hey, give me that shirt. Give me yeah. that shirt. Just talking trash. And, uh, yeah, I made it. And he's like, dog, honestly, one of the reasons you made it because when you first were there, you were so loud that everyone noticed you. And then you backed it up with kind of your performance. And so yeah. I kind of put myself in the Elite 11 conversation. <laughs> so, <that's laughs> yeah. that's so when you're, I mean, could you get drafted out of high school as a first rounder, correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. your seventh overall pickup, yes. right? So, but at that point, were you, was any part of you thinking you were going to play college football? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. stupid. Like, yeah. I, I signed for five million bucks. And like understanding now what that means at 18 years old, like yeah. my dad wanted to choke slam me when I told him like, ah, I don't know what I want to do. And he's yeah. like, son, shut the hell up. <laughs> my dad's great. I've, my my yeah. dad's my best friend now, but my dad yeah. mowed lawns for a living. Like yeah. truly weed eaters, like edged up people's lawns. And I got suspended from school my senior year. And my mom was my principal. And uh, I remember going to work for my dad and he literally like shoved the weed eater on me and was like, is this what you want to do, son? Is this what you want to fucking do? You know, yeah. not that you wow. had a rough, but like, you know, like you have scholarship offers, all this shit, like look at what you're doing. And um, going through that draft process, he's like, son, I could mow a million lawns and not make what you just turned down at 18 years old. And like that for me kind of changed everything in that moment. Yeah. So. And where were you going to go if you didn't go to... Uh if you didn't go to the draft, do you know? Oklahoma. I was committed to Oklahoma. You were committed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Committed. All right, yeah, got they had worked out a dual scholarship where they were going to make the football, baseball thing work. Coach Stoops, it was going to be dope, man. That's was, dope. I was <laughs> up. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you ever go back? Do you ever think back and oh, think like. The, not yeah. now, now since I made it to the big yeah. leagues and I'm kind of developing myself into yeah, a full yeah. career, I get to talk like now I can say the what ifs. I can yeah. talk. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Before I used to let everyone else, but now I was like, nah, we don't want a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> go, back, go look at go look at the high school quarterbacks <laughs> I was ranked ahead of. Dak Prescott, Johnny wow. Menzel, yeah. all these guys, uh Jameis Winston well not Jameis Winston, he was a little higher in high school. Yeah. Um who's the dude from Oregon won the Heisman? Mark, Marcus uh, Mariota. Uh, I was Mariota. ranked higher than all those wow, guys in high school, man. so I would have won a Heisman. You would have. That, <laughs> that is pretty sick, though, yeah, man. Like sick. this is, but this goes back to your point about Two playing sport multiple athletes, sports, bro. Oh, man. Like every, the first person I think about, when, like from my draft, is uh, well, two Drew Henson, yeah, who was fucking unbelievable, and Adam Dunn. Mm. People don't know he played quarterback at yeah. Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, big boy. His first year. I mean, Adam Duncan throw a football 60 yards in the air. He can't throw a ball from left field to fucking second base <laughs> on the line. But I promise you he can throw a football fucking 60 yards in the air. That's like, phenomenal. he's an unbelievable athlete. So, like, I always go back to that. But man. talking play on that, because we talk about that. Doing back to you, did you, uh, is that what you did? What? Play sports? Multiple yeah, sports. Yeah, I, play, I played all three. Because I am, I, we're talking about, like, the let the kids play, but even more just playing in general. Like, people always ask, like, my parents, well, what did you do with Archie to give him the big leagues? Yeah. And, like, it was a joke. It's like, we gave him cereal and then more sugar. Like, I was a kid yeah. who put more sugar on top of my sugared cereal. Like, <laughs> I, I just listen to kids now in these lessons and developments. It's like, dude, I played soccer. I played baseball. I played Everything. basketball. I swung golf clubs. And, like, they, we're getting kids, so far away from all these kids, natural. When you were when you were swinging the golf clubs, now these guys, these kids are getting lessons. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? And they're and they're. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love TrackMan, but now a seven year old hitting golf balls on TrackMan. It's yeah. like, goddamn man. Like, but even like, like, I mean, you got twelve year olds that are pitcher only. Like, yeah. I, my my son started playing with kids with travel ball that are now 16 that have had Tommy John. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Was there, it was there player rankings when you were coming up in like youth ball or summer ball? It wasn't. Nah, it wasn't. It, so like it, was it only, just started when I, when I was coming up in summer ball. Like, like how old? Like 12, 13. Like yeah, I no, remember. See, we oh yes. No, like you'd be playing against a 13 year old and be like, this is the best player in the country. Yeah, that's crazy. Or we had like, even I was ranked at 12, 13, 14 years old. You so know what I mean? And like, me. like, I look at all those guys and not in a bad way, but like, dude, no one. Where are they? Kids at 12 yeah. years. Nobody. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right. Also like, 
how do you, are you telling me somebody out there is watching every friggin' 12 oh, yeah. year old? Like, I mean, oh my God. That's what I'm saying, bro. There's a 12 year old right now that nobody's ever seen. That's, that's going to be the best player in the oh, big yeah. league. You know what I'm saying? There's also a 12 year old who is in front of a track man swinging his fist hundred swing of the day at 12 years old. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like you know what on. I mean? Like, yeah, I definitely think there's a time to like, okay, you're 14, 15 years old. You're, you, you show this promise. Let's get a little more. Yeah. But like. Before you're in yeah. high school, I don't know. I just I'm not but, on board. But with not that. even in high school. I got a I got a, a sophomore, and they they're trying to make him pick baseball. Like he can play basketball. Yeah, I've watched this motherfucker. Like he can yeah. play varsity basketball. Right. But the but the coach is asking me, is he a four year basketball player? Probably. No, I don't is, fucking know. Is, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. how the fuck you gonna ask me that right now? This is what I, I hate about what coaches say. Well, are you gonna go pro in basketball? I'm not playing it to go play. I'm no, playing, I'm it playing to play the damn sport. Yeah, My exactly. friends play basketball. Right. I want to go hoop. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make a better athlete. Yeah. Whatever you, the other sports make you a better athlete. But we're right? so focused on now what I think is like making your son a professional because there's a technology and the sources to pay for lessons and do this. But like, I don't know. You're either going to make it or you're not. I yeah, think there's a point to get there, but not. like you can't make your kid a professional. No, no. nobody can. No. No. no, right. It's got to be in there. And uh, see what position, what uh, position did you play in the other sports when you were in high school? I played quarterback and then uh, my freshman and sophomore year. And then I played tight end and DN my junior and senior year. And then I, I was a four, uh, but my sophomore year basketball, I played the two. Gotcha. Um, and then I grew. So yeah. from my sophomore year to my senior, my junior year, I went from 6'3 to 6'6, 250. Wow. So that I, every, all my positions changed. I went from left field to first base. Yeah. From a two <laughs> to a four, from a quarterback to a tight end. You know what I'm saying? You have five changed. stolen bases to Everything stolen changed. bases. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you have uh did you have people interested in you for those other sports as well, colleges and whatnot? I I only signed a football scholarship. Okay. I, I never I wasn't and that's why I didn't go to college. Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's cool. That's yeah, why I didn't, I didn't know go to college because yeah. they're going to turn yeah. me into an offensive. Look at me. I would have been a fucking tackle. <laughs> I want to score a touchdown. Yeah. So I'm not coming to your school to yeah. fucking go I play I want the glory, line. baby. No yeah. chance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was easy for me to but pick baseball. Had, but you had signed a football Yeah, scholarship. I signed a football scholarship. Where were we going to Hawaii. Go? Really? Yeah. Wow. But so like I nobody never would, knew this. The legend grows, man. Yeah, nobody would ever give me like a duel. Yeah. So like Cal wanted me to come there to play baseball. USC wanted me to come and play football. I wanted to go to UCLA. Like yeah. that was my school. Yeah. And they were like, nah, you come here, you're gonna play tight end. I'm like, fuck you, that's that's a tackle. I'm not gonna be a tackle. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So Especially was, back then. The tight end wasn't right, like, it wasn't no, the wasn't, position it is now. Nope. The only one that was good back then was Tony Gonzalez. That yeah. that catch that yeah, caught passes, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I was like, nah, I think I'm gonna just try this baseball thing. If it don't work out, then I'll come back and go to Hawaii. Well, that's wild, man. I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, See, yeah. It's good. We needed you here, Archie. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love it. Out of sea. I love it. And you're you're a huge hoops fan too, right, Archie? A uh, big sneaker fan, Sneak. hoops players, not gotcha. necessarily a team. Like so. Yeah. That's one of the things growing up in Oklahoma I was robbed of. We don't, well, when I was growing up yeah. at the time, we didn't have a professional team. Yeah. So I remember when Katrina happened and yeah. uh, the Hornets, they yeah. were the Hornets then in New Orleans. They came over and Chris Paul playing in Oklahoma City. And this was like, okay, Oklahoma can handle a professional team. And then we got the Thunder and KD and now Chris Paul's back in OKC. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Thunder fan. Got you. I did their game Friday night. Yeah. I was just there. Man, uh, we were just talking about it in a cab after the airport, like, Chris Paul is he oh is my god! This is, this what is, is he? Thirty eight years old? 30, like thirty four? But thirty four? Yeah, yeah, my bad. Didn't mean yeah, to do yeah, you yeah. like that. But this is his <laughs> biggest accomplishment. Like yeah. I mean, he ain't won no championships and nothing like that. But if he takes this team to the playoffs, yeah, then this is this would be his biggest accomplishment in his career for sure. I'm, I hope he does. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder no, up. That's oh crazy. man, he, I think they are. They just threw him away. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was basically like, oh, we're gonna get Russ. You can have CP3, whatever. Just threw him away. You guys aren't gonna compete and. 
Yeah, here it's, we are. It's amazing. Like, I know, right. Think about all the draft picks they got in that deal. Oh, yeah, it was like, actually. Oh, we'll give you Chris yeah. Ball, too. Yeah. And now, you know, and I think, like, it's it's done it's it's done wonders, too, I think, for Oklahoma City as Without a team. A because now even, like, it's like, hold on a second. If if you want to trade Chris in the offseason or something, you, oh, you are going to get value, get value oh, yeah. now. We, we were value. talking about, like, buyouts. Well, not like only before, that, but, like, right? what he's brought, like, so being a fan, I mean – I have a hard time with the KD thing yeah. because I see it from his athlete standpoint about wanting to go win a championship yeah. and control your destiny. He did that. He won two championships. I hope I get to go win a championship. Right. But also, he was OKC's first guy, man. Yeah. Imagine he's our first true major sports like figure to look at. And you lose to Golden State and then go join him. Like that ripped us, man. And like yeah. then Russ, you know, the whole thing. Like, I don't, I have nothing against Russ. Like yeah. people talked about all the the antics and stuff, but he gave his heart, man. He plays so hard. And like oh, as so an athlete, hard. that's all you can ask for. But when he left, now it's like, dang, we're gonna rebuild now. Yeah. Like Oklahoma City's been so high with these superstars. This is our first, like, as a fan base to kind of tuck below and maybe not compete, you know? Yeah. And like we get this out of CP3 and just the way the team has played in general. It's been cool, man. So yeah. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander, man. He can play. He is he is a he's a damn All good of player. Them, man. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Yeah, he is. He's gonna be really I love good. Steven Adams too. He's, yeah, he's, he's a yeah, I like he had a mon my game the other night. He had like 18 rebounds. Like he, So I read some with him, like his offseason training includes drinking a Guinness after every workout. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes to this one pile. I think I read like it, it, but like <laughs> also nutritionally, it's a value for him. Like the the protein and whatever is, is in the Guinness, man. it's part of his offseason program. Dude, it's amazing like how there are different people who have like, you know, just like things that you think like that can't be a healthier part of it it's like <laughs> oh, not it's part of the routine you've been inside yeah, a clubhouse i mean yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot shit. that's not healthy right. if, if, if it, it works, works it works man yeah. i mean there was uh well it's like uh it's like the the snickers bar for andy ruiz when he won his heavyweight title man it's like that's his fuel but yeah. I, I read some story like a couple i don't know it was like a couple months ago it was like men's health and it was like they talked to seven of the oldest living people on the planet <laughs> and they're like what's one thing you've done like every day and like the 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 bizarre things that you'd be like that can't be good. There was like a hundred and seven year old woman who like she would always have like a double shot of whiskey after lunch or oh, something. Oh, that was it's Yo. Like, yo drinking this much vodka every day. Who, who's Yogi? Yo? Oh, Yogi. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know Miss Yo. Know like, <laughs> not, yogi. not on a level. Yogi, like yogi drank like eight ounces of vodka every day. See, and he and he and he was you know brilliantly lucid till the end. Right, God bless his soul. It's amazing, like the things that you you could do that can can get you there. You know, I mean, it, it's it's funny how people have their different routines. So like when you're when you're not playing, Archie, like what what do you? consuming yourself with most like what are you most like enjoy? uh during the season or like at the field or either off one. season yeah either one. um we know you hunt now yeah i hunt i would say in the season man i pride myself in a lot of being a team guy man like yeah. i kind of went back you know this is a little insight like i i am so jealous of position players and even starters sometimes because they're in the dugout they're around each other all the time yeah. man i have this real issue with the pen and it's just simply like where they placed it. Like whose idea was it to separate a group of guys as far away from the team as possible? That's a good point. Like yeah. I hate it, man. It's yeah. my least favorite thing about being in the bullpen is not being around my teammates during the game. Yeah. Cause like you're talking about, you started the fight for, for losing one time. 
I talk so much shit from the bullpen. Like, <laughs> no one ever hears me because I'm so far down. And same thing, I hype up my guys so much, like little shit, man. When a guy stretches a single to a double, that's fucking huge. Like, yeah, I yeah. value winning baseball plays and winning baseball. And so I'm yelling at my guys. I'm like, damn, they don't even know I'm down here, you know? Yeah. So one day I went in and I was like, yo, next time y'all hit a double or hit a homer and you don't point down to us at the fucking bullpen, uh, I'm not talking to any of you. Because <laughs> we are going nuts. You just, you just hit a homer. Yeah, I don't man. have to pitch tonight now. Like, show us some love, man. We're, we are saying is we are people too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but I, 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 I love put a lot that. of focus of, uh, I, I turned the baseball field into my office. Like I, we talk about early on the way you view going to the field and, and feeling comfortable. And the way I really started to feel comfortable was like viewing baseball like a real job, like mm. not like a sport or like, well, no, people get to the office early to get stuff done. So I'm going to start getting to my office early and getting stuff done. And because I pride myself in being a good teammate and pushing the team in a direction to win, like, if I'm there greeting guys every day or, or setting the mood, setting the music up, hyping guys out, like that that's me. That's my niche. That's what I can do to help us win. And like I got consumed with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So, yeah just finding however you can influence. Yeah. Cause like, way. you know, I realize I, I understand my role on a team and on the field. Like if I do everything right, I pitch for half an inning and my day is done. And yeah. that's the only interaction on the field I get. And so, yeah, I'm a hype man. I'm, I'm the DJ. I'm, I'm loud. But like the, the concept of being a team member and like this clicked for me a couple years ago that we control if we win or not. I yeah. know that may sound crazy, but it finally clicked. Like I'm not scared to say anything anymore because when I'm saying something or I'm talking to a guy or I'm playing music or I'm suggesting something, it's because I want us to win. And I think it's going to help us win. And that finally clicked for me a couple years ago. And it's changed like the way I view everything I do. And it's real value in that. I mean, I wouldn't have, I mean, I, my, my career would have been done five years ago if I didn't care about my teammates yeah. or, you know, my teammates didn't, we, I didn't have a good relationship. Well, yeah, like, that's, that's real. Oh, I'm know? glad we brought this up because it's one of my favorite stories about you. Like when you threw at the Rays, you said, that's for your bitch ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so fucking cool. <laughs> Another player, like, that was like, damn dog. And because you had 500 grand on the line, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know you made money, but still 500 G's is cash, man. Yeah. You got kids, like that's spending money. And like, yeah. you said, fuck that cash. Like, I'm going to back my teammates up. And that was fucking cool, man. The, oh, thank you. We, 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 that was our favorite meme, I think. The group <laughs> and the, that is actually now the name of our group chat. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, dude, that was, that was an epic moment. That, and you know what? It's also like, when you think about stories too, and like you have a very decorated career, but like, that's going to be one of the first stories Without people a doubt. tell when they're like, oh, <laughs> but that, yeah. I think that that shows why you're Which, so loved and why you have fans and why guys like me look up to you because you have the same sense of, of wanting to win. And that mm -hmm. comes from wanting to win and like that bond of your teammate and like, yeah, I will forfeit anything to show him I have his back. And like, ultimately that's the ultimate sign of respect. And like, that's, that's cool, man. Thanks. Man. That's cool. Thanks. I feel like that's the part of it, right? When guys, and you're, you're just experiencing it now, right? Like when you would be with your team and you're not, but that's the part of it that everyone always says they miss, right? Com the, the competition, but the camaraderie. The yeah. fact that you're around your brothers all the time, you know, and you're going to battle together. Which I think like, is where this can be an avenue for you to continue that. Yeah, you know, right. being able to talk yeah, yeah. like that, this is cool, man. I'm enjoying this. Like, uh, this is no, man. Yeah, it is fun. You're, the, the, you're good at this. Yeah, right. You are. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You need yeah. to start yeah. one, yeah. man. Yeah. You could do it, but do you do you think you're gonna feel it at the at some point of the season? Like, man, I miss being around the guys. I mean, you're still gonna be around them, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'll be there. Like, yeah. I'm not. It's not like I'm like I'm not around. Like, I'm fortunate enough to still, you know, work with the work for the Yankees and you know be around and still have great relationships with those guys. So, um, nah. Like, I talk to Hixie every day. Yeah, talk to Judgy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like. Right now, at this point in my life, like it's best for me to be home with my family, with my kids, and like, yeah, just hanging out. Like, I feel like you know, I did this for a long time, so it's, it's I mean, 
I enjoy doing this. Like I wouldn't be able to be here yeah, hanging yeah, out with yeah. these guys. So right. Nah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, baseball has been a huge blessing to me, and and um, I'm sure at some point I'll miss it. But right now, man, I'm enjoying just this. This aspect you know, just, of it. Chilling for sure. All of sports may be benched, but The Athletic is still coming out with incredible sports stories. You know, sometimes falling into a great sports story and losing track of time is exactly what you need, especially right now. From top local and national sports writers, you get quality, exclusive, in-depth content that goes beyond the box score. You'll get full access to all sports, teams, cities, and writers, and you can customize and choose the content you care about. The Athletic is your one-stop shop for passionate sports fans. I can tell you every single day, I get my email with The Athletic, with content that is tailored to my liking, and I'm reading it every single day. Why? Because somehow, even in these trying times, they continue to churn out excellent, top-of-the-line content. You know, none of these stories just to fill column. No, 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 no. Every story has a purpose to it and a unique thread to it. So that's why I love The Athletic. And right now, The Athletic is offering new customers a 90-day free trial. Why wouldn't you do that? To take advantage of this incredible offer, visit theathletic.com slash R2C2, all lowercase, once again, to get started with your 90-day free trial of The Athletic and their complete library of written, audio, and video content, go to theathletic.com slash r2c2 archie how about winning your arbitration case man yeah like, that was that, sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking cool man i'm, not gonna lie. I'm yeah. still on cloud nine yeah. about it. Hey, just even that recently, minute, it's, yeah. yeah i mean you know again i understand my vote my role my value and as a reliever you know you got to fight for your shit man yeah. because the way they've used relief pitchers over the last few years like andrew right. miller set the bar but you saw what batances went through with yeah. the yankees i mean yeah. dog they will try to hold your value down and tell you that you're just because you don't have saves that you aren't pitching valuable innings. Like, bitch, yeah. that ball would have not got to the ninth inning, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Exactly. And, like, it and was that's more, not the game today. No, nah, but what happened know? was, yeah. man, I went to the union meetings this year yeah. for the first time. Um, I'm not a player rep, but I wanted to go to the meetings. I, I found value in it, and it blew my mind, man. Like, yeah. what, what our union does, the value for what we stand for, and, and fighting for that, and understanding, you know, this fairy tale world that doesn't exist. I love baseball, but there is a separation between players and the owners, and the yeah. team and the Huge. players. And I kind of saw it with some of the stuff we're doing, but um, it just became so real to me. And like going through numbers, exchanging, you know, my, and I was sitting here like, no offense, a personal thing too. Like, no way I'm going to make less than this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, no, no fucking way, man. Yeah. And like, it, it just got to a point where it's like, no, this is, I'm going to go set a value for myself and win or lose. It doesn't matter because I'm going for myself. Yeah. Like I've pitched these innings. I've busted my ass. I've got a short time to go make the most money I can, especially as a reliever, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Because the volatility of what you do day yeah. in and day out, it's couple crazy. bad games, man, you're back in the seventh. You just right. lost your closers role. Right. Now your save money, your arbitration money, that shit's way different for a reliever, man. Yeah. You have a couple bad starts, whatever you finish 500, not talking shit on starters, but you still make Cake, man, you, still, you still go get 10, 12 a year, easy. Yeah, you blow, you blow your closers roll in the middle of the year, man. You're back in a lawn leverage situation. Like, it's tough. It is. It's a big difference financially. Um, so that was more it is going to move the bar for guys that don't have saves to win. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and but yeah, we won well, that shit. Pete, <laughs> were you in? You were you? Does the player have to be yeah. in the hearing? You I don't know if you have to be, but oh, I was going to sit in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what? Because I I remember. Um, no, nah, you don't have to go. Like. 
it, like, I think it was even, maybe it was Jeter in the beginning of his career, or, like talking about like, man, it was like hard to listen to that stuff. Or I, I, it was some, it, might, it was one of those Yankees like at that time. I, it might've been Derek. What was that? I mean, is it hard to, I mean, is it hard to listen to like this organization that wants you, that values you, try and devalue I you think, to get to their number? Or? I think this is where I would say I separate myself from yeah. some of those guys is I have a pretty clear like head on my shoulders. Like I understand the business aspect yeah. and that is exactly what I was going to fucking say is yeah. I'm a true self-evaluator. So yeah. I know that some of the shit they're about to say, they're going to try to exaggerate, but like, yeah. yeah, last year I did lose my role. I did have a seven and a half for two months of the year. Like these are yeah. facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that you're trying to devalue me, but like some of this shit, if you just pitch better or play better, they don't bring this shit up. And yeah. so I was able to evaluate and understand that they're going to attack these certain things, but I've got thick skin. And like, I will say, I've said this earlier this week that yeah. I have a lot of respect for the Arizona Dimebacks, or at least for the, the front office guys, man. Yeah. They, they came in there, they said in the hearing, um, they talked to me about it beforehand. They even called me in afterwards and like, I don't care to talk, but my GM was like, yo, door shut right now. You want to tell me to fuck off? Like you got the floor. You had to sit in there and listen to everyone talk about you and you just have to fucking sit there. So like right now you want to tell me to fuck off, go to hell. I'm fucking your career, whatever dog. The floor is yours. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot yeah. of respect for Mike Hazen, man. And I yeah. feel, I don't how the Yankees are a lot of teams like don't talk to your GM and like that's where I'm even different too fuck that man when I see Mike when we traded for Bumgarner I was like hey sick trade like I went up and daft him up you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like because he made a move for us to win and either way it was like I know you don't dislike me but you have a job you have to do and I have a job I have to do and I'm going to make as much money as I can yeah that, I mean that's, that's, just, that's just self-evaluating yeah. but I think a lot of Baseball players are hard. I mean, a lot of athletes, period, have a, have a problem. The best you know, thing self I thought about living with Jake, like that was my favorite thing about living with Jake Lamb is we are both such true self-evaluators and we're able to talk shit to each other about like, dog, you fucking suck right now. Like you yeah. literally suck. But like, I think it's okay knowing you suck. It doesn't mean you suck your whole career. Yeah. But like being able to, to truly evaluate and like look at like – in the bullpen, I just talked about it. I go in sometimes and like, man, this guy does not hit down on the way fastballs. Bam, homer, game over. Everyone in the world just thinks I just lost the game and I did. But as a true self-evaluator, I threw the exact pitch I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, like, it's so weird because I learned it real quick. Andrew McCutcheon, hit, first walk-off ever. I threw the exact pitch I wanted to to him and he popped me. Wow. And like, I had such a hard time mentally understanding. I was like, wait, I threw the pitch I wanted to. Like, I couldn't understand that like, that's the role I'm in now. Yeah. And I did what I wanted to. I can evaluate it and truly say I threw the pitch I wanted to, and I just got beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm able to go home easy, you know. It's, like it, your sport again, it always comes back to like you got to be so oh, strong. Oh, it's, it's all to, failure. Yeah. It's all failure. It's so much failure. You have to be comfortable yeah, with it. Which if is it breaks you, you talking about like this stuff and and listening to Tim and I saw Yelich yeah. say something the other day about getting more out and being open. That's why baseball players are so scared to open up and be themselves because, like I said as a fan base, when you start to listen to that stuff, but a guy goes out and blows a game, they don't want to see you on Instagram the next day. You know right, what I mean? That's right, the, right. the, I kind of said it from the beginning, you know, they put such a, an, whatever you want to call it, weight on performance, being able to justify the way you should act or express yourself. The way yourself. you live. Yeah, the way no, you it's live, not, exactly. It's like your perform. I mean, and I think that's all embedded in baseball players. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I played 11 years in New York and I would have dinners like scheduled for like the night that I pitch. And then if I pitch bad, I'm like, fuck that, I ain't going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, no, I didn't pitch good, so yeah. I don't deserve to go out on a night in yeah. town in New York. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, and, and so I was like that for a long it's time. It's funny. I'm just now getting comfortable with that stuff. Even with, like, say, family coming into town. If I was playing bad, I felt weird about bringing my family down on the field or friends coming to see me, like, from out of town. It's like... I finally was be like, just because I play baseball, I can't take baseball home with me. Just yeah. like you can't take your job home yeah. with you or, or anyone, whatever. Like, 
when the game's done, man, I try to separate myself from letting baseball affect the rest of my life. But I think what you said is exactly right. They try to take down the whole way you live. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like for example, man, it's so it's the smallest thing, but it's where I'm at now being comfortable. I just listened to Tim and all these players. I love the platform with where we're at now. Like, my ears are being pierced. Yeah. It used to be such a big issue. I used to be so scared of people's reactions and yeah. like, oh, he's got his ears pierced, white guys, he's trying to fit in. Like, what's his deal? Yeah. But it's like, I've always wanted my ears pierced. I yeah. think earrings are sick. I love the diamonds. <laughs> I love the diamonds. It looks like, great, man. It yeah, looks terrific. I love them. And like, yeah. finally it was like, no, like, I don't care if I go out and post a nine ERA, I'm going to have my ears pierced. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that doesn't affect who I am or like no. baseball or anything. And so, yeah. You know what else it is too? Like, I do think like with these sort of platforms and such, when you can express yourself it allows you to dive into nuance a little more right in long form things so it's like you know anybody who takes the time to listen to your upcoming podcast whenever you start hosting it or whatever <laughs> and you explain or is just listening to this is going to say like yeah like why why do i think this person can't go out to dinner yeah when they it's lose crazy a game? you know like because your sport is based on failure some days you are going to lose and you're still going to need to eat those days. You know, like, I mean, it's just, it's the reality of this sport. No, nah, it's, it's different though, because basketball, you know, guys are going to go out and score their 20 points. Yes. hundred so percent. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Um, baseball, I mean, you can go in the slump for, I cannot win a game for a month. Right. What the, hey. So it's, you know, I mean, it's crazy. Look yeah. at, look at, look at what you went through last year, Archie, yeah. right? Like you're sitting on in late June with an ERA near six. And then all of a sudden you finish the season Kudos to you, my man. <laughs> Thirty in your final hey. thirty-six and two-third innings, you gave up just twenty-four hits and pitched to a one-four-seven ERA. That shit started in New York City. Oh, that I got my you... first save of the of the season in New York. I remember against the, game. the Yankees. I was broadcasting, and that, that was game. my first save of the year, and everything took off from there. Wow, everything wow. took off from there. I remember that yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's the story I wanted to tell. This I yeah. told you I had a CC story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm a big. Uh, no, I'm not going to say autograph collector of guys I like, guys yeah. I admire. I'm a big, I'm not afraid to ask for jerseys and yeah. stuff. I think it's so cool. I think it's the ultimate form of flattery. And like, I mm -hmm. love being a fan of guys. I think it's so cool. And so, um, you know, I met you uh, at the golf tournament. Yeah, Remember yeah. we played, we, yeah, we played Pebble some Beach. cards together, Pebble yes. Beach. And uh, that was like, damn, I played cards with CeCe. You know what I mean? That was one of my little like, hey, I played with CeCe. That was, <laughs> That's cool, man. That was That's a cool, cool thing yeah. for me. And so, um Fast forward to New York, you know, I got there early. I'd never been to Yankee Stadium. That's like the the pinstripes, Yankee Stadium, Steinbrenner, Babe Ruth. I mean, I'm all about it, dog. I'm yeah. freaking out. I'm games at seven. I'm at the field, I think, at like noon. I'm wow. I mean, I'm ready to be at Yankee Stadium, yeah. ready to go to Monument Park, everything. I was even hoping y'all might be doing a podcast, like sneaking <laughs> on that shit. Like and everyone just talking about yeah. Yankee Stadium and it, it lives up to it, dog. Like the, the visiting clubhouse, I was like, Oh, I'm in the big leagues now, man. Oh, I made it. Like, oh, it's pretty it's good, better right? Than anything I've ever seen. So I go to the clubby and uh, first off, there's like 15 clubbies in New York. You know, there's yeah. not just three or four, there's 15. I said, hey, I know really on, I need a jersey that I want to send to CC and a jersey that I want to send to Aaron Judge. And he goes, hey, are you going to write a note to CC? And I panicked because I didn't know yeah. what he's asking. I was like, oh yeah, for sure. You know, and I yeah. walked out of the room and then I was like, write him a note. Like I've, I've seen guys, hey, two Archie, please sign, big yeah. fan, whatever. And he's like, no, yeah, CC's saving all the notes from his final year. And it rattled me, man. Wow. I was like, I just agreed to write CC a note. Like, do I make it simple? Do I get, you know, whatever? And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to say like what I want to say. And like what I wrote, I don't know if you read it. I'm sure you I did. did read bro, it. But yeah, yeah. The one thing I remember most about CC, like a full circle moment was I remember watching this guy on Cribs 
on MTV when he was wow. with the Indians. He had his barbershop set up and he had the jerseys in the bottom of his floor that was glass or yeah. whatever. You yeah. could see the jerseys in the floor. And I was like, I'm just going to tell CC, I remember watching you on Cribs and now I'm pitching against you in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> like I'm in Yankee Stadium pitching against you. How cool is that? And it was cool, man. And, and I'm a big Jordan guy. I'm trying to become a jumpman athlete. Not afraid to talk about it. Nah, I don't yeah. care. We, come on, come on, Jordan. Come on, Jordan. It was a cool, jumpman if I've he, ever uh, seen one. He sent me over a pair of cleats and uh, he signed him to Archie. Hold on to these till we get you your own, CC. Sabathia. Oh, <laughs> like, it sick, is. Man. It's my favorite piece of memorabilia I own, man. Th that cool. is sick. But that's a that's a CC story I wanted to tell. <laughs> Dude, that's a fantastic story. Yeah. I love it. And you're wearing your Jordans today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna tell this too. I yeah. was at the field and they asked me to come do this. I was like, well, I got to go home and change. I got to put Jays on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, I man. It, man. I, used be, I used to be kind of like low key, like oh, I don't want everyone to know I'm trying to be Jordan because no, a lot of guys no. try. But like like we're talking about, man. I respect the level of eliteness that it is and, and the criteria it takes to be there. But now it's like, man, I have a chance to maybe in, in my career say I was a Jordan athlete. Why not go for it? I, yeah, I turned down, I dropped every other brand. I turned down every other like on-field sponsorship is like, this for me is the pinnacle. And like, that's where I want to be. That's sick, and man. So, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now you have a good uh, rabbi to try. I mean, I knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? Planted so, the seeds yeah. in the right place, yeah. my friend. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what? And Archie, you're having, man, these last three years, you've been so good, man. And now this is to the point of the platform. Now I'm going to be like checking the box scores for Diamondback. Hey, let's games go. I sure love you're that, doing, man. Yeah. Doing well, man. Seriously. This has been, this has been fantastic. We, I just want to end with this. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, you probably heard us say uh, with some of the other guys as we've been, you know, having all these podcasts here in Arizona um, and not just anywhere in Arizona, you know, CC where we are. We're at Mountain Shadows Resort, Paradise <laughs> Valley. Part three? Yeah. I haven't. Dog, you're yeah. going to talk about no. challenging your game. Really? Part three is I hate them. It's stupid. Because <laughs> how can it be shorter and supposedly easier, but you score worse? I don't get that. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's wild, right? It's wild. I know. It's, it's so gorgeous yeah, here. My yeah. Patrick Corbin got married here a couple years oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he got married in the, the center part. It's beautiful. So right? Patrick cool. Corbin got married at yeah. Mountain Shadows Resort in Paradise Valley. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's a plug for yeah, you. Exactly. You're welcome. I uh, do the sponsorship yeah, thing. I know what to do. We stayed here when we played you guys, too. This oh, really? Stayed. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it really is. It's, no, it's spectacular. Nice. But so what's the thing you love most about the game? And if there was one change you could make, what would it be? I think I would change divisions. Interesting. Like, uh, this is kind of something I'm on. The Dodgers have won our division seven straight years. Right now, as an athlete, you're like, oh, I want to go compete and beat them. But, like, you sometimes don't control that. You don't control if your team competes or spends money. But, like... I can point out some other divisions. Look at the Rays, you know, in the AL East, what they have to put up every year, the Yankees yeah. and the Red Sox and their payroll and all this stuff. But, like, are we really seeing or getting the best teams if the Dodgers are winning the West every year or if so-and-so? Like, I know it's more travel. Divisional baseball has been a thing. But, like, it, I just think the divisions kind of get get clouded sometimes. So would you rather team, just have two leagues and no divisions? Yeah, I, I haven't really thought about the okay. full concept of it, but I just think there's a way to create a better competitive balance. Like that's what we're trying to do in the game to get teams to spend more. And when you know the Dodgers are going to go spend 250 or 260 every year and sign everyone, it's kind of like, well, you know, we're not going to compete this year. We're not going to try. But if divisions were mixed up and you didn't have to worry about winning the West, but you had to get a certain wins to make the playoffs, to make the playoffs. I think it changes it. And you get more of like – more teams playing everyone, the best teams playing other teams and not just beating up on their divisional teams. Think about when they're – look at the gaps in some of these divisions, man. I know. Yeah. 25, 30 games, teams eliminated before we even get to the all-star break sometimes. Yeah. Man. And yeah. it's like, is this what baseball and competitiveness is about? They're – I mean, they – without knowing all the ins and outs of the, you know, labor structure of Major League Baseball, one of the ways in which, you know, the other leagues – 
guard against that is having a salary floor, right? Like each team has some form of salary floor. So it's like, you can't just phone it in for a year. You can't say, oh, I'm going to have a $50 million payroll because we're not competing this year anyway. I'm not going to waste money. It's like, no, 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 no. Over the course of this many years, you have to be spending X percentage of this amount. You don't have a cap, so it's a little different, but there might be some sort of way to do that so that you don't have those kind of gaps where teams go into a year just knowing like, well, we're not competing this year, you know? Yeah, I just think, you know, and I feel this way with the Diamondbacks this year. I truly do. I feel like we have a team that can go win, that has a chance to go make the postseason and make a run in our division based on just, you know, paper alone, which a lot of teams can't even say that to start. You know, you go into spring and you're optimistic, but – Look at the Pirates. Their payroll's $40 million. Yeah, right that's now. insane. Like, that's come ridiculous. on, man. Like, yeah. And, you know, I, I've got to know Cole Tucker uh, from hanging out here. And, like, you have this young talent that's looking forward to his first full big league season knowing they're going to go out and lose 100, 100 games. games. Yeah, it's brutal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not what the big leagues is about, man. No. And, and every kid wants to make their dream come true, but you want to win. Like, my only part of the playoffs is 17. Like, we won the wild card game. We got swept in the DS. But, like... Not that the regular season is less, but it is now. Even yeah. from four years ago, you know what yeah. I mean? Like nothing can take or or give you what playoff baseball does. That's why, to get back to my answer, like that raw emotion of baseball, yeah. like that shit, like the way you acted to the Rays and the shit you do in the place and just everything, man, you can't recreate that in any other form. It is the most special thing there is. No, yeah. man, you can't. I, I, I hope to see you guys and and Madison, the rodeo yeah, uh, right. champion. <laughs> How about this that? This guy's competing in rodeos. He's unbelievable. I love it. What he was is. the reaction like? Did you guys already know he was doing this? Nah, like, man, so this is, this is why I love Taron. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of some bullshit. Like, yeah. I don't know the whole story, but like he kind of had to talk about it against his like he really didn't want to speak about it. Oh, right. Wow. It was just kind of his alias thing. And like yeah. I mean, you know, like we talk about, you want to do shit in your personal life that you Oh, can't well really somebody just came up and like outed him kind of? Kind of. It oh, wasn't it why. wasn't written with uh okay, the right intent or oh. consent. Or, uh, I know there's some I Madison's thought, I not thought, very happy about yeah, that. I, I can say that. So. I'd be afraid to make that man angry too. Yeah, oh, I thought I thought this was like all oh, him coming out with this. No, I don't think so. I think uh, there's some some bullshit. shit brewing. Oh with that boy, right now. man. That's oh bullshit. man, yeah. that is funny. Well, um, you know what? I I, I hope that um he doesn't take it out of any of you. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, he he does. That's a cool thing, man. Like, yeah. um, you hit free agency what twice? Once. Once. Um, it was really cool to hear Madison talk about that and talk about how he wanted to come play for us. Oh, that's. I cool. think you know. Some of you guys talk about the money and this and that, but like he specifically talked about the way we played, the guys we had, and then wanting to come play here. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah man. Well, I now uh, I'm gonna find myself rooting for you this year Thanks, for sure, man. man. I yeah. That. <laughs> Thanks, for being, Thanks for being an R2C2 fan. Yeah, man. man. No, this is cool. We can't wait to see uh, who your podcast co-host yeah, is. Yeah, I know. You could do this, man. I like it. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. you gotta find a co-host. Yeah, I will. Get it going. So, Thanks. like, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I know we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, but like, no how problem. did you two get this going? I mean, how would I? "Quote unquote," find that person or find the avenue to do this the way you guys do it. Well, we, we <laughs> no, cute, he, he worked at uh, no, he worked at yes um, when I first got uh, to New York, and we would just always just chop it up about basketball, different things, and like just kind of found like that common interest. And, and as he got bigger and started doing things, I was like, man, this is like perfect. You know what I'm saying? It'd be a perfect opportunity. You know, we both don't want to be like negative. Like yeah. we didn't yeah. want it to be like a negative radio type of show where. We going at people and shit like that. So um, we found that common ground and and everything else just kind of took off. Yeah, exactly. Because I, like, I, I used to host daily shows and stuff. And like the thing, 
you know, that I just found to be a grind was like, it's hard to keep yourself out of that negative area. Oh, yeah. you Without know, a if doubt. You, if you're trying to fill three, four hours a day, whatever it is, and you're like, you're making mountains out of molehills. And, you know, and my primary thing is a play-by-play guy, right? And I don't want to be making mountains out of molehills. Yeah. So it's like, but I love this. Like, I love the storytelling. I love the connection. I love the chemistry CC and I have. And so it's like, okay, what can you do that with? And we were both on the same page for what we want. Like, oh, we want a platform for storytelling. Mm-hmm. We want a platform for people to show their personalities. Like, so we can do it that way. But, you know, to answer your question, like, I do think there's value in it being a real, like, organic yeah, connection. Sure. Because, you know, like, we both have, you know, we have a friendship. We have a healthy respect for each other. And you don't have to be, like, best friends in the world. It's not like Cece and I are spending all of our social time <laughs> together. But we, you know, we, we value yeah. each other. And it's different than, like, if I do a show with the random athlete that I don't have that relationship with, you don't kind of yeah. pick up on the nuances, well, No, that's you know? why I told you. That's why I was pumped to be here because you can thing. see what you guys have created and the authenticity, but also the platform you give to speak freely. And, like, like I said, you know, you're a very loud, outspoken guy, but even just being able to, to cuss without feeling a repercussion, you know, or, like, a, a second thought about it, it's cool because you get – the truest, you know, version yeah, of that person, person you yeah. know, and you don't, you don't have the barriers and the guards and you know that like, like you said, this is the way we talk. It doesn't make me disrespectful or like, I don't, you know, but this is just who I am. And like, I feel open to express myself. And that's what I love about this. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. That's definitely what we're going for, man. And so you kind of maybe know, see, see, is there anyone, is there anyone in the area who you feel like you got like, you know, some kind of like organic vibe with or relationship? And and then you yeah. you know you figure, or or start scouting media people who you like could <laughs> maybe tolerate you know one or the other. But Archie, thank you, man. You were terrific yeah, man, with for this. For sure, I appreciate yeah, it, man. Dope, bro. Yeah, for sure. The shift. I mean, how great was Archie? Just tremendous. His personality, his energy. We could have sat there all day with Archie Bradley, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's hosting his own podcast sometime soon. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, this has been fun for Cece and I to be able to continue to record and to put out content during this period of time. Um, It allows us to have something to look forward to, and hopefully it allows you to have something to look forward to as well. So as always, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can watch us on YouTube as well. All the Shift episodes, as well as many of our R2C2 episodes are available on Uninterrupted's YouTube channel. So please make sure you check that out as well. Stay safe, stay home, keep washing those hands, and uh, all the best to you and your families.